0: Okay, so the the goal tonight is to go through some of the halachos of Shehiya. and then, Ritz Hashem, um, Thursday, we'll finish up Shihia and we'll also get into Chazara. Just as a, as an overview, generally the halachos of Shihia, Chazara, and Hadmana are grouped together. Those are Shvusim, Isir deraisa, Isir rather and Shabbos. And they're generally viewed as very chum or very stringent. The first time we have the uh, the real gezair of shihiya is a mishnah in Shabbos on Daf Yod Zayin. We have a machlokis between Beis and Beis Hillel regarding shvisas kalim, which basically means, are you allowed to leave some kind of pot on the stove from before Shabbos? And the case over there in the mishnah is you're leaving uh, flax in in uh, boiling water. So Beishammai says anything you start before Shabbos is problematic for it to continue on Shabbos, and that's based on his understanding of the Pusik. When the Pusik says yanuach shorcha that you can't allow your animals to do malacha for you, Beishammai holds that's not limited to animals, but that's any property you own. Anything within your possession, you're not allowed to have it do malacha, including Kalim. Bez Hillel is of the opinion that is Dafka your animal. Only something that's a Balchai, that could have the burden of labor, there the Torah says that you cannot allow it to do malacha. But for Kalim, there's no problem, there's no restriction whatsoever. The May's Paskin like base and therefore anything you start before Shabbos, even if it's a minute before Shabbos, as long as it's continuing on its own, without my intervention, that would be mutter, because if I'm not doing a Maisa on Shabbos, there's absolutely no Iser DeRaisa. The Gemara has a question, though, on Daf Yed Ches Beis, where it says, why would Beis Hillel agree to the Halacha where we learn that you're not allowed to place bread into an oven, or dough into an oven, right before Shabbos? Why would he say that's a problem? He doesn't hold of Shvisas kalim. I'm not doing any action of Bishal on Shabbos itself. So, there the Gemara for the first time introduces us to the idea of the Gezera, Shem Yachatu Begecholim because you might stoke the coals. So, even though Minha Torah Beis says there's no problem with as kalim, we now have a new Dirabunan issue of Shem Yachatu Begecholim. So, we see that Beishamai. Says there's an a to leave food on the stove from beforehand, and Beis Hillel would say there's an Isidir that you might adjust the flame. However, the Gemara there does have a major heter, one major leniency we'll have to explore further, Halachalam Isa, where it says, If you place in raw food right before Shabbos, so then it's mutter. And the reason for that is, since your Masiyach das from it, you know it's going to take a long time for it to cook anyway. So therefore, we're not concerned of Shem Yachata B'Gecholim. You're not going to stoke the coals to expedite the bishal process. You're going to leave it alone. So Kedera HaChais is Mutter. We'll have to see what that means potentially. Halacha uh, Lemaisa. Then we get to the famous Mishnah and Dafla base. And really, based on this Mishnah, the beginning of Parakira, we have the machlokis between Hanani and the Rabbanin. Which is, when or at what point do we say the food is cooked enough from before Shabbos, so we're no longer concerned that you might stoke the coals? Because you know it's already going in a, in a good direction, you're not going to space out and uh, enhance the heat. So, Hanani, we know, says as long as Kameichel Ben as long as it's barely edible, and that's a machlokus between Rashi and the Rambam, what's the definition of barely edible? Rashi held that means one-third of its normal cooking, and the Rambam was of the opinion it means one-half. How do you measure that? So generally, it's by time. If usually you put chicken in the oven and it takes an hour to fully cook it, so then, after a half hour, that would be, that would be barely edible, and according to Chanania at that point, you could put it in the oven, or you could put it on top of an open flame, right before Shabbos, and there's no problem. We're not concerned, or in the modern application, we're not concerned that you might adjust the flame, because it's already on its way to being cooked. The sheet of the Chachamim, is that, Anything that's less than fully cooked, you will have the concern of Shem Yechata and The only time you could leave food in the oven or on the stove would be if it's Mavushal Kol Tzarko Viralo, Which means it's already fully cooked, and having it cook faster would only be detrimental. But if there's any hanam, any Shavach to the food, if it cooks more, so then the Shita of the Chamin was... There would be an Iser of shihia. you cannot leave that on the stove from before Shabbos. Um, I do want to point out, we have a huge machlokis here, Rishonim, as to how we pasken. Do we pasken like Hananiah, who's more mekel? That as long as it's edible, either one-third or one-half from before Shabbos, there's no gezerah of shihia, Or do we pasken like the Arbonne, where it has to be fully cooked? So, Tosvos is clear in a couple places in the Masechta and Rashi as well that we paskin like Khanania. As long as it's edible, there's no gezer of Shahiyah. The Rif and the Rambam, however, paskin like the sheet of the Chachamim, that it has to be fully cooked mitzvamik viralo, and only then is a mutter to leave on the fire. <clears throat> so, that's the machlokas we've shown them. How does that translate into a machlokas in poskim? So, not surprisingly, the Machaber Paskins like the Riff and the Rambam in Reish and Gimel, the beginning of the siman, and he says that unless it's fully cooked, and it's Mustamik Veralo, there would be an Iser of shihia. We're still concerned you might adjust the flame, and the Rama says that we're Mekel like Chanania, like the P'sak of the Baalei that as long as it's edible, either one third or one half, so then there would be no isur of shihia. So Ashkenazim Paskin like the Ramah. The question is, how does Svardim Paskin? Are Svadim Machmer like the Machaber? So there's a chuva of the Seom, and also the Kafa Chaim writes, that even Svardim, regarding this particular halacha of Shehiyah, their meaning is like the Ramah as well. That they are mekol as long as it's Kamachel ben derisoy, you're allowed to leave it on the fire before Shabbos, that would not be a violation of Shehiyah. <clears throat> any, uh, any questions or observations so far on the basic setup? Machlokas Hananiah and the Rabbanim, Machlokas Rif Rambam versus Tosfos, so and now we have a Machlokus the Machaber and the Ramah. Okay. Now, it's interesting, in the Mishnah Bura, he says in the Bir HaLacha that even though it's true, like the Rama told us, Medina, you could be meko like Hananya. L'chachila Tovla lahachmer kishitas ha Ideally, one should be Mahmir and not have anything in the oven or on an open fire unless it's fully cooked, like the opinion of the Machaber. However, if you look in Ration and Tess, at the very end of Simon Ration and Tess, that's after the, the Shulchan Aruch goes through the halachos of Shihia and Chazorah and Hadmana, and the Mishnabur himself has a small Sikum, a summary of all those halachos. And there in Ration and Tess, the Mishnaburah writes regarding Shihia, Im nisbashlu kamachel ben drusoy as long as it's cooked like Michael ben drusoy, it's mutter to leave it there directly on the flame. And he doesn't even bring that we have a chumrah to be machmir like the shita of the Mechaber. So he does mention it, but it sounds like Medina, it's clearly paskin like chananya. And the chazanish also held that lechadchila, it was totally mutter to paskin like chananya. So that means, practically speaking, if you have a cholent and you put your potatoes and your beans and then meat into the crock pot call it two hours before shabbos and you estimate the cholent probably takes around four hours to be Mavushal kol tzarko, even though obviously the more it's there the better it gets but after two hours it's definitely edible so then min din there would be no need for any blech there'd be no need for any tinfoil it's kamachobrendu soy, you could leave it there to continue cooking on Shabbos. L'chad though, the Mishnah would say, better to have a blach because we try to be Mahmer for the shita of the machaber when we can. <clears throat> There's an interesting question that comes up regarding uh, mashkin. Right? The idea of maychobrendu soy when it comes to a solid food is fairly easy to determine. If it's edible, so then it's Kamachah ben Dersoy. What's the gather of Maachah ben Dersoy when it comes to liquid? If you're heating up water from before Shabbos, and let's say you have a, a fancy type of urn where you could have different temperatures, and therefore the Gezei of Shehia would potentially apply, when do we say it's cooked enough to be Kamachah ben soy where we're not concerned you're going to raise the temperature? So the poskim assume that as long as the water is slightly above yadso lettuce, even though it's not it's not boiling, right, so you could say it's not Mavushal Koltzoko, but as long as it's above yad lettuce, then we assume that's Kamacho Bendrusoy and there's no Gzeir of shehiyah. What that means practically, we know that determining yadso lettuce is a massive discussion in the contemporary postkim. Rav Moshe says uh, anywhere between 110 and 160 could be the, uh, the range of Yad lettuce. But let's say to make it simple, if it's at least 160 before Shabbos, then it's Kemachel Ben and you're allowed to keep it going, even though theoretically it could be adjusted. Practically speaking, when it comes to an urn, this Shailah is not as relevant because usually there's no way to adjust the temperature. You plug it in and you turn it on. Once it's on, there's no Shem Yechata Bekechalen. It's doing its thing. There is actually a tshuva, though, from B'mosha, where he says one should be Mahmir, that the urn should be plugged in with enough time before Shabbos where the water is already mevushal koltsarko. It's already boiling. What's the reason for that? There's no Shem, you can't adjust the temperature. So he writes, I'm nervous that if the water's not boiling, then somebody might take some water from the urn, and when you're diminishing the amount of water there, so now you have less water altogether, and that will expedite the cooking. That's mamaher Bishulo. And that would be an Isr de'raisu potentially, of Bishul. So therefore, Ramosha's suggestion was make sure the water is boiling before Shabbos. I saw in the Sefer, Ma'or HaShabbos. Sefer is uh, really a discussion between one of the Dayanim in Yisrael and Rishalom HaZalman Arubach regarding many areas of Rishalom Shabbos. So the Dayan wrote a letter to Rishalom HaZalman quoting this tshuva of Ramosha. And he was asking, Rishalom HaZalman, how could Ramosha come up with a new Gezeirah? We don't find this anywhere in Chazal. How did Remosha create a new, uh, a new restriction? So the Shlomo Zalman's answer was, Remosha never said it's usser. He never said it's a gazera you can't have water in the urn that's not fully boiled. He's giving an eight satova. He's telling you one should be careful. But min ha-din, as long as it's yad lettuce, it's mutter, and in our urns where you can't adjust it, even if it's less than yad lettuce, it would be mutter. Okay, we know in a case where Shehiya would be a problem, where well, let's say the food is not yet edible, it's not Kamacha ben dusay. so there the Mishnah gives us two potential eitzes: Ad or You could either sweep away the coals, so you're not going to stoke them, or shihite you could put, you could put ashes on top of the coals to serve as a simon, to serve as a reminder not to stoke the coals, and therefore even if it's something is not yet edible, we don't have a chashash of shem yechatu Now when Rashi explains the, the etzah of putting afir on top of the coals, Rashi says, al-gabeh gecholim to cover them and to cool them down. So, based on that Rashi, the Chazanish Paskind, that the only time you're allowed to cover up the heat source, right, the modern application is obviously what we call a blech. If you have a stovetop, let's assume not like the ones we have with the glass top, let's assume the old fashioned gas stoves where you actually have a flame coming out. So, everyone assumes. That you take a big sheet of metal, you cover the fire, that functions as a blech, and that fulfills the requirement of, of kotum, of covering up the heat source. But said the Chazanish, Rashi told us the only way you can cover the heat, so, the heat source is litzanenam, is if it's going to cool it down. If you, put hot, if you put regular metal on fire, if anything, it's going to intensify the heat. And therefore, the Chazanish held that the blech that we commonly use would not be a valid way of doing kotem. That's not considered covering the heat source. We know that Ramosha and Rove Poskim disagreed with that. And the Minigolam has been for many years that placing a piece of metal over the fire would be the same thing as kotem as covering up the coals with ashes. And that takes away Shem Yechatub Begecholim. So what that means practically is in the crockpot if it's only a half hour before Shabbos or an hour before Shabbos and it's not going to get to the point of Kemayichel ben Dusoy before shkia so then you line the crockpot with tinfoil you're making the hecker, you're covering up the heat source and then even though it's not good edible there's no problem of Shkiah There is a famous machlokus between Ramosha and Rav Aaron Cutler regarding what part of the crock pot or what part of the stove do you have to cover? So Ramosha held the Iker Takana was you cover where the fire is coming out. Right? You put the afer on the coals and therefore the relevant application for us is you put metal over the fire. Do you also have to cover the knobs? Ramosha concludes in a chuva that Minhadin you don't have to. It's definitely a good thing to do because that's the best way of reminding yourself not to adjust the temperatures by covering the knob, but the Iker Hecker, the Iker reminder is covering the fire itself. Arn Cutler held the exact opposite that the Iker is covering the knob, but generally in this regard we paskin like Ramosha and this was really the accepted sheet in the world. When we say that a food has to be edible before Shabbos to avoid shihiyah, let's assume there's no blech. At what point before Shabbos does it have to be edible? So for example, in a regular Shabbos, I walk to shul 10 minutes before shkia. so if it's edible by shkia, then I'm okay. No problem whatsoever. Let's say I'm taking in Shabbos early, and I'm davening an hour before shkia. So, does the food have to be edible before Mechabal Shabbos, or is it based on Shkia itself? And there we pass in the Kula, that as long as it's going to be Kameichah ben by Shkia, even if I personally am accepting Shabbos well before that time, it is not a problem whatsoever, there's no Gezerah of Shehia. The Chazanish actually has a, a Kula, where he writes, we're going to get into this next week in Mitz Hashem, when we speak about, if I did Shihia." can I benefit from it? If I did Chazorah, can I use it on Shabbos? So the Chazanish says that as long as the food reaches Kemachel ben by Tse HaKochovim, by official nightfall, then it's never going to be Bidi Bidyeved. So the case would be, somebody puts the, the Cholent into the crock pot 45 minutes before Shabbos and there's no Blech. So, by the time Shkia comes, it's not quite Kameichel ben Dersoy. It's not really edible yet. But, let's say, for example, you're living in New York, and you assume that nightfall is 50 minutes after sunset. So, by the time we get to real Tzays, it already is at least one-third cooked. Then you could be Bidi Evid and say it's not going to be Oser. That's a good Kula to have in mind as well. <clears throat> okay. Let's say a person forgot to put a blech on before Shabbos. Is there any problem with putting a blech on the stove on Shabbos itself? What would you say? So the Pashab Shad is that's a beferish Mechaber and Ration and Gimel, Sif Gimel. He speaks about a case. You're walking downstairs Shabbos morning and you see that the... Uh, the Tavshil is burning, so you pick it up, you put some kind of blech between the fire and the Kedera, no problem. And that's how most poskin that placing a sheet of metal on fire on Shabbos to use as a blech would not be a problem. The only potential issue of getting metal hot is if you're bringing it to the point where it's red hot. If it's glowing red hot metal, which I hope your blech is not, that's probably not a safe thing to utilize. But if it's glowing red-hot metal, then that's, that's considered creating havarah. That's a violation of uh, creating a fire. But that's not the case with the blech, and therefore, the vast majority of poskim say it's okay. The chazanish held not like that. The chazanish held that placing any metal onto the fire on Shabbos itself is problematic. And he says, aye, what about the machaber who seems to say you're allowed to do so? He was only talking about a klicheres, only a, an earthenware pot, but metal you could never do. And that was the sheath of the chazanish. Rabbi, when you were saying um, this glass, did you mean glass for the sake of glass or, or the piece of metal for the sake of reducing the heat? What would be the Nafkamina? But I thought you were saying, it's Shabbos, you've got, let's say, a flame on the stove, and now you decide you want to heat something up. Not that you want to reduce the Tavshu from being burnt, but you actually want to be able to heat something up anew. Then is that like the Katam phenomena? Is that what you were saying? So not really. That's going to bring us more into the discussion of Chazara about putting food on for the first time on Shabbos. Right, meaning if, if the food was on the stove from before Shabbos, and we'll assume it was placed there beheter, it was Kamacha bender soy before Shabbos. And now Shabbos morning, you just want to put a piece of metal there to, uh, to cool it down. That the chazanish held you could not do, but the other poskim were, were okay with that. But this does bring me to the next point. Dr. Ziegert and I had an interesting conversation prior to Yontif regarding a cold pot of chicken soup. But let's say it's, uh, forget Yomtev, let's think about Shabbos. Five minutes before Shabbos, you remember, we forgot to put up the chicken soup. It's in the refrigerator. Can you take it out of the fridge, place it directly on the burner and turn it on? I'm gonna leave my burner on Shabbos. Would that be a problem of Shahia or would that be Mutter? So that really gets into a discussion which is a, a sugi and shin yed we have a claw of ein Bishal acher bishal that once something is cooked, so cooking it again is not problematic. If you have boiled chicken from before Shabbos, you're allowed to place that boiled chicken back into a pot, even if it's a kli rishon on Shabbos itself. Nothing new is happening to it, there's no significant change. However, when it comes to a, a davr lach, when it comes to a liquid, the machaber is of the opinion that even if it was already cooked, you had a chicken soup or you had a stew, and now it drops below Yadza lettuce, as soon as it goes below yadso lettuce, it's no longer considered Mavushal. And therefore, if you were to bring it up to Yadza lettuce again, that would be a violation, Minha Torah, of cooking on Shabbos. That's the sheita of the Machaber. The Ramah is more lenient. The Ramah in Shinyad Ches, Sif Tesvav, he held that. Even if a liquid drops below Yad soletis, as long as it's still warm, and the way that Moshe explains that, is that as long as you could still enjoy it as a warm beverage, so then bringing the temperature back up to Yad soletis would not be a problem of bishol The question really is, where is that Ramah coming from? He seems to be somewhat of a middle shita we don't find in the Rishonim. In the Rishonim, we have two opinions. Some say, like the Machaber, <clears throat> that yesh bishel acher when it comes to a liquid, because as soon as it drops below Yad so lettuce, it's now considered raw, and bringing it back up to that temperature is irsadir And other Rishonim say, no, the klal galdol of Ain Bishal acher applies to both solids and liquids. And even if it's totally cooled off, it's room temperature, it's already cooked, and you can bring it up again to Yad so lettuce. Where does this middle ground of the Ramah come from? So Ramosha explains the Ramah that really he held like the second opinion in the Rishonim, that Ain Bishalach or er Bishal applies to a Lach as well. And once it's cooked, it's always cooked. Except he was being machmir. There was some level of Chumrah that he was kind of choshesh conceptually for the, the more machmir opinion, and therefore he said it has to still be warm. If it's still warm, you could raise it back up to Yadso lettuce. So getting back to our soup case, it's cold chicken soup. And that means both the Machaber and the Ramah would say heating this soup up is going to be User. In the Machaber's world, if you were to heat that soup up, you'd be in violation of Bishal Dereisa. In the Rama's world, would I be in violation of Bishop Dereisa? So according to the way that Ramosha understood the Rama I wouldn't be in violation of bishul derisa because really we passin ambishul acher bishul even by davarach so many poskim say that because min hadin at least for ashkenazim once something is cooked even a liquid it's always considered cooked then when it comes to shihia we're not going to have any problem with that and we're going to say, even though it's cold chicken soup, you could put it directly on the fire five minutes before Shabbos, even though it's not going to have time to get warm before Shabbos comes in. An interesting chiddush. <clears throat> Wanted to share with you two quick ideas here. I guess more exceptions to the, uh, the Isra of Shihia we find there's a bir halacha in the beginning of Ration and Gimel where the bir halacha says that the main concern of where we might adjust the flame according to many is only assuming you plan to eat this thing tonight, Friday night but if your mindset is we're not going to eat it anyway until Shabbos day this is a cholent we're not going to eat Cholent Friday night. That's only for people below 25 years old. We're not going to do that. We'll be asleep by the time those people would be eating Cholent. So the lacha says, that by itself is not a good enough hetter to say no need for Gauru You should still line the crockpot with tinfoil assuming it's not Kamachal Ben-Dursoy before Shabbos. But at least Bidi evid we would say, it's not going to be usir, Because since you had in mind to eat at Shabbos Day, we're not that concerned for you adjusting the flame, similar to the logic of Kedah chaisa, raw food, I'm not going to touch the flame, even though this food's not raw, and it will be ready this evening potentially, but my mindset is tomorrow. Based on this beralacha, we have a tremendous kula, that whenever we have a Shila of Shehiyah, Regarding Cholent, and based in my experience, the vast majority of questions in the realm of Shehiyah are regarding Cholent and Crockpots. Assuming that the mindset of that particular family or that particular person was to eat that Cholent Shabbos Day and not Friday night, that Cholent would not be Asr Bidievit, even if a mistake was made, because you could rely on that Bir Halacha. Uh, one last point here, and we'll call it a night, is regarding a plata chashmalit, a hot plate. Are you allowed to leave something on a hot plate from before Shabbos? So, the post can say that you have two factors here. Factor number one is, it's not meant for cooking. And even though Ramoshe's expression in the tshuva is that it's, levashel but the assumption is that means it's not intended for cooking, it's only meant for warming. So therefore, we're not concerned of uh, shahiyah. The other factor we have is that for most of the hot plates, they're non-adjustable. Once you plug it in and turn it on, it's on. You can't adjust the flame. So because we have both of those factors, there would be no Isra of shahiyah on a hot plate, which means... Anything you have, if it's chicken, if it's cholent, that it's not Kamachel Bender Soy, parenthetically, leaving it on the hot plate, if it's not cooked Kamaychal Bender Soy, is probably not the best idea from a health perspective, but at least halachically speaking, that would not be an issue. I did see in the Orchos Shabbos, Orcho Shabbos is a three volume safer from Rev Rubin and Eretz Yisrael. It's a beautiful, very well done safer. He has a footnote where he quotes this discussion of the the Plata, and he leaves off with a question. He says, maybe if you only had the second svara, you only had a situation where you could not adjust the flame, but you didn't have the first factor, meaning, let's say you had a griddle. A griddle, we don't have the first heter That is made for cooking. It's not just made for warming. But if theoretically there was no way to adjust it, would that be enough to be makel and say there's no problem of Shahiya? Can you argue? Listen, there's no shem Big begechalam. I can't change anything. That would be a logical approach. Or he says perhaps you could argue it's lo plug. Anything that's meant for cooking, even if practically speaking you can't change it, lo plug rabanin and that would still be problematic. That's a shaila the orchos shabbos leaves off with. I happen to think, though, there is a raya from Rabbi Kiva Eger and a Bir HaLacha in Shin Yud Ches that would answer the question of the Orch of Shabbos. The Bir HaLacha quotes in Rabbi Kiva, Kiva Eger. is discussing the case of Toldos Chama. If, let's say, you have a pan that was made very hot by staying outside, can I keep something warm on that pan from before Shabbos? Even though it's not yet Kameichel Bendusoy? Or would we say, it's a problem of Shihia, Says Rebbe there's no problem of Shihia because there's no way to stoke the coals. There's no way to adjust the flame. But he is talking about a case where it's in a frying pan. So it would seem that we could show from this Rebbe that if theoretically, and I'm not even sure something like this exists, but if theoretically you had something that was made for cooking, like a griddle, but there was no way to adjust the flame, so then there would be no problem of shahiyah placing food onto that item before Shabbos, even if it was not yet edible. <clears throat> okay, so this is at least some of the uh, the background and some applications to shahiyah. Any questions or insights or observations on these halachos so far? Yes, Rabbi Yaakov. It's a good question. Th- there is another angle to be makel there that perhaps even the Svartim would agree to. The Chazon Ish writes that even if you hold Yesh Bishal Acher Bishol with the Davar Lach, you could still argue that psychologically speaking, we're not concerned. Once something has been cooked before, even if technically speaking, halachically, it's no longer considered cooked, people are not going to adjust the flame. So, what Svartim do practically? I would encourage you to ask your local Svartic Orthodox rabbi, but there is a good reason to say even Svartim could be Megal. Okay, Shkoyach, everybody. Rabbi, question. So so Medina you don't have to do anything. The Mishnah Bru says that Lakadhilah we should be Machmer like the Sheet of the Mahabur, which would basically mean if it's not Mavushla Kol Sarko, it's good to have tinfoil. But the Ish held that even Lakadhilah you could be Somek and Chananya. That's so a...